Ladies and gentlemen, trim the hedges around your bets, get out early and enjoy a worm, and saddle your favorite dead horse. Because it's time to talk tall to me. Welcome back. I am Omen Said. And I am Nick McGill. Together we are feckless moans. And with all of us, this is Talk Tall to Me. A delightful run through the proverbial fields of prog rock in which Nick and I, sometimes like hares and sometimes like tortoises, will count the birds in the tulberry bush, count our bassists before they hatch, and try to make a silk podcast out of the wrinkly old hide of Ian Anderson. (laughs) I'm I'm still tickled by Tolberry Bush. <laughs> That's good. So, Nick. Yeah, Soman. What do we have the pleasure of telling our grandchildren about today on the podcast? Well, the first thing that we have to tell our grandchildren about is another review. <gasps> what? Is it Christmas? This is amazing. <laughs> Sir, sensors have detected another star in the sky. Dear Lord, that's five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. stars. (laughs) It is another five-star review from another lovely Canadian. Oh, I take back everything I ever said about them. But it was all nice stuff. Oh, I I keep it then. (laughs) I keep it and amplify it. Yes. It is from Gardens Reds via Apple Podcasts Canada. I'm sorry, Gardens Reds is the person's name? Gardens Reds is the username, yep. Goddamn Canada. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Shots fired across the borders, no less. Okay, it is entitled Great Stuff. Love it. Having seen both Thick as a Brick and A Passion Play live at the time. Oh my. Let's let that that sink in. Let's, uh, okay. Your recent episodes have helped me remember the excitement and sheer fun of the shows and picking through the lyrics and covers. Keep up the great banter. Looking forward to War Child and beyond. Well, it's fortunate that we are at this point at the end of War Child. But thank you so much, Gardens. And we appreciate everyone's input, no matter what country they are from. Indeed. That was a a lovely stroll through Gardens Red. You know, actually, Nick, fun fact about Canada and where I grew up. As you know, I grew up in Mexico, New York, which is on Mm -hmm. the southern shore of Lake Ontario. It is. And it was a hotspot in the 1920s and 1920s because it was a, there's a natural bay there on the south side of the lake. And it was a great place to smuggle booze from Canada. So, Thank you, Canada. Thank you, Canada. That is, we have mentioned Casey's Cottage in the past, I believe. We have. Yeah, we have. So that is that is that is the the bay that you're talking about. That is that mm-hmm. is where the feckless moms first got its start. That's right. In, in in fact, you know, the feckless moms and gin running have a lot in common. <laughs> they that that they do. 
They both bring they joy. They bring joy and a certain type of inebriation. A certain type. <laughs> I don't know what that means. All right. <laughs> that was wonderful. So, Nick. Yes. Are we ready to dive into the final track off of War Child? That's right. We are on we are we are at the end of War Child and we are halfway through War Child. <laughs> that's that's right. We are this is the final track off of the original vinyl LP. Correct. It is Two Fingers. Two Fingers. Yes. Let's uh let's have a listen. Let's lick this song clean. <laughs> I'll see you at the weighing in When your life's sum total's made So, Nick. Yeah, Omen. That was the song Two Fingers. That, by, that was the song Two Fingers. By Jethro Tull. Mm-hmm. Terribly See you next week. <laughs> wow. So, okay. First impressions, rapid fire. Let's. We'll just go back and forth with with adjectives. Yep. You go first. Final. Nostalgic. Oh. Positive. Thumpa rumpy. We can we can use made up words. This isn't this like it? Scrabble. No, no. This is this is English. Bombastic. Oh. I just made that word up. That's great. You should write that one down. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. We okay. did it. All right. Okay. We're done. We're Garlicky. Yep. Nope. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, this is a, a, this song kind of bermuses me musically. It's a musical it, bermusement. Ber, bermusement? Bemu- what's the word I'm looking for? Bemusement. Bemuse. Yeah. <laughs> it bemuses me musically. It's a musical bemusement. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. But now, why is that, Nick? Tell me why I'm so confused by this. I mean, there could be a lot of reasons for your confusion. But I is it lyrically or is it sonically? Oh, my. It's sonically, th- Nick. It's okay. sonically. Yeah. It sounds very unique for for the rest of this album, I think. I think that's part of it for me. It, yeah. It, it almost – I think you hit the nail – on the head, to use a proverb, Nick, I feel like this song, not that it doesn't belong, but it kind of feels like it doesn't quite belong on the album. You know what I mean? Even though, even though, oddly enough, it's it's made up of all those unique sounds that we've heard thus far. We've get we get some serious squeeze box. We get that reedy sax. Yes. We get some some killer Hammond Hammond bass in there. Oh, this is maybe my favorite of the of the bass. It's so bassy. It's yeah. so bassy. And and yet, there's something about it that makes it 
stand out in a, in a peculiar way from the rest of the album. The presentation is is somehow different. Even though we just heard a fast-paced and really positive song prior to this. Right. But still, I I I get what you're saying there. I don't know if it's if it's musically like it's in a in a particular key. I I mm. I, I I look to you for that sort of information, but and I look away in shame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know, but I, I get what you're saying. I definitely get what you're saying. And because of that, bet- between the, the 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 disparate feel and the fact that this is the longest song on the album, That's this is true. one that I usually am like, well, it's the end of the album. I can skip this. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I I usually. Because I know, knowing in five minutes I'm going to have to switch to another album anyway. I just, right. I just go to the next album. To me, this almost feels like it. It could have been on Aqualung. Oh, isn't this is the one that they they said was supposed to be on Aqualung, or 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 it had its its origins initially as they they, they were working on it during Aqualung. Isn't that right? Was that right? the case? I th- I think I two fingers to was you. supposed to be. I think two fingers was supposed to be. It was it was, what was it called? Lick your fingers clean first. Right, 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 and right. And then, and maybe that's why it sounds like that because it it really does feel like, especially once we get into the theme, it really feels kind of of that Aqualung era. But even musically, there's something about it that feels a little bit more. Aqualung adjacent, if not truly Aqualung. I don't, I don't necessarily feel that way. I, 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 going into this, I was going to ask you how, how was this related to Aqualung? Because it doesn't sound like it to me. Well, thematically, I think that's an easier oh, question okay. to answer. Sure. But okay. m- musically, I don't really know. It's hard to say. But there's something very like straight up about it. Hmm. Straight up now, tell me, are you really gonna love me forever? Or am I caught in a hit and run? Bow, 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 bow. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I do. I really yeah. begrudgingly do, yeah. Huh. Straight up now, tell me, do you really wanna love Remember the remember the nineties, Nick. So try not to. I don't know what it is about it for for me, but there's something about the way that it's constructed. Maybe the riffs, maybe the the conversation that happens between the electric and the um, the acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. But there's something in it for me that is that is not. Of War Child, even though we have the wonderful saxophone in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's strange. I don't know. Yeah. It's a feeling. The the opening is nice. It's got a kind of a, a, a fun organ-y thing going on leading into Ian's acoustic that we're used to at this point.
Right, his very, and I do like the switch. I, I, I want to be clear. I'm not saying that I dislike this song at all. I quite like it. Right. I, I enjoy the legato intro that Ian does that then that then gets kind of served up to the the rhythm of the rest of the song with that yeah oi that he says yeah yep it's really quite fun yeah it's it starts out kind of nice and light as almost a preamble or or an entract and then and then there's there's a lot of a, a lot of build up until it gets into the real substantial part and it really does pay off at that point i i especially love the as we've said, the the bass when it first comes in. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's one of my favorite Hammond Hammond bass riffs ever. Yeah, it's 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 really nice. It's really nice and it's really noticeable, and and I love it when we get a glimpse at his his bass playing every now and then because it's yeah. every time it's really good it's there's yeah. nothing really kind of banal about it he is really decorating the interior of this song with his bass notes yeah he is that is th- that is what i would trust jeffrey hammond hammond to do exactly yep yeah and and then there's this wonderful kind of not quite call and response but kind of question and answer between the acoustic guitar and Martin Barr's electric guitar, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is just so much fun. Let's drop it in right here. Done. Ooh, yes. Yeah, it Delightful. is. It is fun. It's nice. It's and and that's that's a nice touch about this song. Is it is kind of. Even though it's dealing with the end of one's life, like it's a playful sounding song. It's very playful, absolutely. The other fun thing that I want to highlight is Martin Barr's kind of voiced slide that he does. Do you know what I'm talking Mm. about? I don't know. I'll find it and and put it in. He kind of like does a chord and then he just like moves his his left hand up the fretboard. So you get this kind of like sound on the guitar. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll find it. So nice. And again, it's like not something that you hear very much uh, in other songs. Yeah. And tall songs are in tall general. Songs. Yeah. Tall songs. I think in other... In other bands, you hear it maybe relied on too much. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what Tull relies on is, and and I'm gonna say it. They rely on it too much. They rely on damn good instrument players. They do. And, and frankly, do. I'm a, I'm a little sick of it. I gotta I gotta go with Stevie Peacock here, and they're they're just too good <laughs> at what they do. I think. Let me just um. Let me just unfurl my tail feathers for a minute and say I am sick of seeing these professional musicians turning out reliable performances. God. Consistently. Damn it. Consistently. You know, it's funny, Nikki. So the other day you sent me a a live recording of Aqualung. Yeah. And first of all, it is amazing and makes me really, like, I don't, 
I rarely these days feel like I was born in the wrong time period, but that was, mm-hmm. I had a little moment of like, oof, I really wish I, I could know. have seen them at that time. Because it must have been I know. from, it must have been it, fr- from the mid 70s. It was or late from 70s, latest. 75. Okay. But there 75, was a, yeah. But there was a point after the song where Ian was like, you know, I just realized in the middle of playing that song that I stole a line from Robert Burns's poem. And then he recites the Robert Burns poem, which has a, a line, don't you start away uneasy. And he's like, oh, terrible thing to realize five years on and while, <laughs> while you're playing it. And I, and I thought, oh, my God, what an amazing thing. And then I thought, hmm, wonder if he says that to all the audiences. Yeah. Yep. I'm not special for you anymore, Ian. But also, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. 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 I, I was listening to that album and I could see Raven like physically cringing as the music was playing. She just does not like Tull. But I just, I turned to her. I was like, oh my God, they're in their prime here. They're so good. And she just gave me that like, yes, dear, smile. <laughs> well, Tull is a lot like cilantro. Either you like it or That's right. you're wrong. That genetically you are wrong. <laughs> there was a mistake. You are an, aff- <laughs> an affront to God. <laughs> Speaking of which, let's talk about that saxophone, Nick. It is it is the least reedy of the sax we've heard thus far, but it's still not bad. It's still not terribly offensive. You know what I realized? I was walking today on the streets, you know, and, and my um, shoes were on the wrong feet. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> I was I was listening to this song and I was thinking about how much I dislike the saxophone as an instrument in general, and then I was mm-hmm. thinking how much I like it when Ian plays it. And you, I had this realization, and that is that uh, Ian Anderson plays the saxophone as if it is the much more noble predecessor to that instrument, the sack butt. Is, is, there, is there a distinctly different way to play the sack butt? Uh, well, just the... No, you play it with your mouth, just like the saxophone. But, I mean, the, the way that he approaches it, he approaches it with a sense of a sense of earthy nobility. <laughs> Whereas saxophone players, for some reason, approach their instruments often with a kind of sleazy lechness. I'm looking at you, Bill Clinton. Did, how do you feel? Famous sackbutt player, yeah. Also Famous played saxophone sax- player. Uh, well, he, I think he played a few sackbutts as well, if you know what I mean. I'm, I he think put his, I might. He put a, he could have, Sacked a few butts, butts. In his time. How do you feel about the bagpipes from Third Hurrah? I like that I'm not right next to them. I think they're an appropriate use of the instrument in that context. Okay. That was that was a test to see mm-hmm. if, if any instrument Ian played you would like. Probably. He played the bagpipes? Yeah. I like the bagpipes <laughs> in that context. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I liked them. Yeah, they're fine. Great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man, this this song, <laughs> if Third Hurrah was the, the, the wrap-up montage of the movie, yeah. this is the, the end credits of the movie. Exactly, exactly, yep. where we get to see the bloopers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like the lighthearted Marvel. Exactly. Credits. Guardians of the Galaxy. It's right, right, yeah. Right. Yeah. 
little cut it's Paul. It's Paul Rudd and oh, what's his name? The one who who was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That guy, Chris, Chris Pratt. Yes, that one. It's it's those two just being goofballs. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Nick, shall we gently step off of the floating paddock that is the instrumentation of this song and lightly put our weight upon the handmade raft that are the lyrics? I, you're the one who made the raft, so I'm going to have to trust you. Uh, I don't think it's going to take both of our weights, but we'll try. <laughs> we just, take off I, your I, shoes. I wore my trunks. I'm good. Okay, perfect. Okay, great. Here we go. Yeah, so Nick, thematically. Was that a question mark in there? <laughs> <laughs> or just just in general, thematically? Thematically, what have we got here, Nick? What is the If you could break it down into... One or two words. What? How would we file this song in the in the great filing cabinet of Jethro Tull songs? Afterlife, mm-hmm. comma, judgment. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah, I would. I would maybe. I, I, we could put it there. I would at least cross reference it with religion critique of. Mm, okay. Yeah, see, see religion. Yeah. See religion. Yeah. So, yes, let's see. Let me bring out the lyrics here. They're on my phone. That was just for effect. I'll see you at the weighing in when your life's sum total's made. I'll see you at the weighing in when your life's sum total's made. Well, that's pretty evident, isn't it? Yep. When, when you are judged at the... At the end of your life, then then Ian will see you. Huh. But yeah, is this is this Ian? Is this God? Is this who who is who is singing this song? It's a good question. Yeah, the only time that we have an a first person statement is actually that very is, first. Yeah, is right there. Yeah, that very first one. So it's almost like yeah. it was easier to say it that way than. Imagine, if you will, the weighing in. <laughs> it's uh, it's Rod, Rod Serling. Imagine, if you will, a weighing An in. Album by Jethro Tull. <laughs> the Scary Door. The Scary Prog Rock Band. <laughs> well, in, in Egyptian mythology, doesn't Osiris weigh your conscience against a feather? Your, I think it's your... It's your, your heart? It's your heart, I think. It weighs something against a feather. If you're, if yeah. you're, something is heavier than a feather, and it's made heavy by regret and sin and whatnot. By yeah, burdens. Yeah, s- yeah. S- s- yeah. Not wearing enough cool Egyptian eyeliner. Not eating your Cheerios. Eating fried food that yeah. makes your heart heavy. Right. Yeah. Smoking. Un- unflossing your teeth. Yep. <laughs> Not flossing your heart. <laughs> Indeed. So, so we're setting up this this judgment day. This weighing, yeah. this weighing of your, and then it goes on the next line, and you set your wealth in godly deeds against the sins it, you've laid. It's actually goodly. In in the song, it's goodly. It is is I'm pretty sure it's incorrect here in the in the lyrics. Kind of works either way, though, doesn't it? It does. It does. Yeah. And you set your wealth in goodly deeds against the sins you've laid. So then we start having this. We, we have this series of images which 
I think are referring to potentially very specific things within religion. All all revolving around end-of-life practices and and beliefs in the afterlife, things like that. Exactly. So, yeah. and you place your final burden on your hard-pressed next of kin. And you place your final burden on your hard-pressed next of kin. Now, on the face of it, that could mean your credit card debt. But yeah. I, th- I think more specifically, since we know Ian has a, a history with the Catholic Church, shall we say, that this probably refers to the practice of absolvences. Absolvences? Oh, a, 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 a absolution. Absolutely absolved. <laughs> and whatever it's called, it's when, you know, <laughs> if you die and you're my mother, I can go to the church and be like, well, I know she was a terrible sinner, but here are $1,500. And they'll be like, oh, very good. We'll, we'll give you an absolution because because of the good that you've done donating to the church, we will put in a special word with God for her soul. Yeah, it it, it balances out. It balances out. Theoretically. Yeah. Theologically. Theologically. Theoretically. Theocratically. <laughs> and most importantly, Theo's going to go down to the bank and put a deposit on... <laughs> Thaumaturgically. In the, in the church's account. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like that. I like that. I thought it to me. I it, it, I thought it was just just you, a guilt. You just leave guilt behind. Well, yes. And what does guilt do, Nick? It makes people spend money on you. That maybe sometimes maybe yeah. And then the next couple of images as well. This next line is is one of my favorites. Oh, why, why didn't you read it for us? Thank you. Send, <laughs> send the cha- send the chamber pot you can back do down the line. <laughs> I don't like this relationship. <laughs> send the chamber pot back down the line to be filled up again. Send the chamber pot back down the line to be filled up again. Whoa. So that could that could again mean a couple of different things, but mm-hmm. I think it's. I, I think it's sort of a play on the the passing of the the donations bowl at yeah. church. Yep. Yep. I think I think that's one of them for sure. This wouldn't be the first time in literature or in songs where where money and poops number twos uh, feces are <laughs> are a plural of poop is just just the funniest thing. Is uh you know there, there's a they're they're substituted wordy wise poetically. Uh, it, Mm, there you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was very poetic. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's because you're throwing your money down the drain if you're giving money to the church. You Ooh. might as well be crapping it away. Wow. Hot yeah. take. There it is. Hot poop and hot take. Hot poop, hot poop, hot tea, hot take. <laughs> Join us for our next podcast. We, we, we'll both have hot takes. One of us will be drinking hot tea. One of us will be having a hot poop. And, and we won't tell you. <laughs> Tune in next week to find out which one of us it was. Oh, goodness me, Nick. Awful. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah. So then the next bit of the song, the next stanza, if you will, mm-hmm. that's, where, that's where I start to lose the, lose the pedal a little bit. 
Yeah, I, I hear you on that. I can't I feel help like but agree. There are more possibilities for each of these things. The hard-headed miracle worker who bathes his hands in blood will welcome you to the final nod. And the hard-headed miracle worker who bathes his hands in blood will welcome you to the final nod and cover you with mud. Well, that's that's just that's just death. Oh. The final nod. The yeah. final sleep. Oh, right. Co- oh, like like the land of Nod. Yeah, yeah. And cover you in mud is, is bury you. Well, yes, yes. Is the hard-handed miracle worker, is that a priest? Is that a priest, like, doing the little ashes to ashes, dust to dust, and tossing the dirt on you thing? Possible. It's possible. The, the hard-headed miracle. Yeah, either that or I was thinking a, not an evangelist. Who's who are the people that go to other other lands and try to convert missionary missionary, missionary positions, yeah who yes. bathes his mm, who bathes what? his hands in blood because it, it 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 feels like that's kind of referring to the idea that if you don't if you don't change religions will kill you like oh, early early missionaries yeah conversion by the sword yeah could be. Yeah. Well, well, y- your soul is more saved by us killing you now and praying for you than you living the rest of your life as a heretic. Heathen. Yeah, totally. Heathen. Totally. Yeah. I think that's a fun, and by fun, I mean horrifying um, comparison. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So then, so then we get to the, the central image, the titular image of the song. Yeah. You'd better lick two fingers clean. He'll thank you all for that. Yeah. Well, you better lick two fingers clean. He'll thank you all for that. So, well, let's do the line before that because maybe that offers something here. And he'll say, You really should make the deal as he offers round the hat. Quote, Well, you'd better lick two fingers clean. He'll thank you all for that. And he'll say, You really should make well, in that context, I mean, making the deal as you pass around the hat seems pretty obvious. Chuck up some cash if you want to get across the sticks to the place you want to go. Okay, so it's the same... Oh, no. See, I, I thought it was the same, like, giving giving the tithe, but that makes sense, too. Well, it could be either. I mean, you know, it's in any way, it's giving money to the church. Right. But I don't I don't think that Ian would use the same imagery twice here. I don't think mm. I don't think he would be so heavy handed. So I like the idea of of it being like the, the toll for Karen, but. The what's the two fingers? What's the? He, you'd better lick two fingers clean. He'll thank you all for that. And that's the hard-headed miracle worker saying that. It is. He'll thank you all for that. He, him being God. Could possibly, yeah. You'd I mean, lick two I, that's the whole clean. deal with the church, isn't it? It's like give me give money to the church, and you'll be rewarded in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have I have two theories regarding lick two fingers clean. Okay. Two fingers in Britain could refer to the the gesture which the equivalent 
in the States is one finger and we right. call it flipping the bird. Yep. It's the same gesture in England and goes back to, as all tall skulls will know, the Battle of Agincourt between France and England, during which time the English, although they were terrifically outnumbered by the French, had the high ground and also the advantage of the longbow, mm-hmm. which allowed them to decimate the French army. And because the French realized that the longbowmen were so essential to the British, to the English army, every time they would capture one of them, they would cut off his index and middle finger of his right hand, because those are the fingers that you use to pull back the bowstring and release the death shaft. And so the English soldiers, in response, would start to show their two fingers to the French and be like, ha, 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 we still look, have Look at what I still have. I can still kill I still you. have my fingers. Yes, yeah. exactly. I, so uh, My metal band in college was called Death Shaft, for the record. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> okay, but what is licking, uh, yes, licking the... T- <laughs> so it could refer to that. It could refer... Okay. It could be sort of a sneaky way of saying, like... Give God the finger, as it were. So I, I get, I like the the idea of that. But what's the licking the two fingers clean part? So that I did a little research in a mysterious old library, Nick, called the Internet. And Ooh, I, I hope you took your I allergy found, medicine. It's dusty. I, I sure did. I found a reference to licking two fingers clean, which, which is. That when you want to get dirt off your fingers, you lick your fingers and then rub them against your thumb to get rid of the dirt. Okay. Which, if you rub your thumb against your two fingers, that is the sign mm. for... You see what's happening? Yeah. It's the sign for money. It's the sign for pay me or oh. or, I'm, or money I'm going to pay you. It's, I want more gummy worms in our house. That's what that's, that means. <laughs> that's, that's what happens when you have a three-year-old. <laughs> okay, yeah. I like that. I, I, it's a bit circuitous. It kind of you got a loop to get there, but I like it. I, I do like it. I think it's. I think it's a. I think it makes sense in the context. Meaning, if you want, basically, if you want to get to heaven, you've got to pay up. Yeah. And as you slip on the greasy platform, our next line. To, to bribe someone is to grease their palm. Oh. It's been greased so many times that not only their palm is greasy, but the entire platform is yeah. greasy. Yeah, you slip wow. you slip and land on your back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you do. <laughs> I guess. I, can't, often, I don't know. I don't know that anymore. often happens. <laughs> that often happens when I bribe people. And then and then in the next line. In my we turtle have, suit. <laughs> In the next line, we have a uh, a little aqualung, a little locomotive yep. breath. It's got to be, right? Yeah. Okay. While the high-strung locomotive with furnace burning bright. And what, there was another reference in there that I saw. Oh, the later on, when the old man with the telescope. Yeah. And when the old man with the telescope. Is that a thick as a brick old man? I mean, it could just be like an old man, but I always, I always want to see these little references. 
You're talking man. about when you say an old man and thick as a brick, you're referring to the the Lord of the Hills. Yeah, yeah. Huh. The 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 young man and the old man and the Lord of the Hills and yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I I'm I'm most likely doing that human thing that makes us so special and finding, looking for pattern where there isn't. We sure are special, Nick. Mm-hmm. My my next. You most of all. Well, you thanks. are thanks, mom. The specialist. <laughs> <laughs> my my other favorite line from this: "You'd better leave your underpants with someone you can trust." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. You'd better leave your underpants with someone you can trust. I just I love the phrase underpants. Just mm. so funny to me. I think that is that is comedic gold. Underpants. Now, do we think that that line is that that makes me think of two things? You know, you know, has anyone ever told you like, oh, you should always wear clean underwear because you don't know if you're going to get hit by a bus, and then when they like strip you down in the hospital, they don't want to. You know, you'll be embarrassed if you have dirty underwear. Yeah, that's okay. I, that's why I don't wear underwear. I'm. That's that's why. That's why every time I see a bus, I rip off my breakaway pants and underwear. <laughs> I've made I'm, I've made so much money doing it; it's I'm, crazy. I'm telling you, if I get hit by a bus, my my clean underpants are going to be soiled. I promise you that. <laughs> so it could refer to that. It could be it could mean like you know, leave your secrets with somebody who won't rat you out or who won't okay. soil your name. Sure, sure. But I also wonder if there's a a, a kind of a religion reference in there obliquely you know leave your leave the care of your religious affairs to someone who is going to pay who's going to continue to pay huh okay as and just underpants meaning something i guess precious like yeah i think so something okay. per- very personal to you i, I to, suppose i suppose it's possible close to home <laughs> yes, like that. Yeah. It it also to me it harkens back a little bit to skating away. Yes. You, you didn't stand a chance, son, if your pants were undone. You didn't stand a chance, son. If your pants were undone. Like I don't know. Hmm. Like I, I just I, again, I'm 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 seeing patterns here. We've done so we've done so much tall at this point. In conclusion, Nick, <laughs> pants. Pants? Mm. Yes. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. You know what this song reminds me of, Nick? What's that? Well, with all this talk about like death and who's going to take care of your religious affairs after the fact, it reminds me of the 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 brief but colorful time I spent in Tuscany. Mm. And the school that I went to there was very close to a, a cemetery. Okay. And in Italy, it's very common because Italy is old and they don't have as much land as we have over here in the States to bury people in, I don't remember what they're called, but it's like, they're like little death apartment buildings. <laughs> like they're mausoleums, but they're like condoized. So imagine like a big marble wall. Oh, Yes. That's let's say fourteen feet deep, mm-hmm. and every it's it's cut into 
little boxes, little little drawers. It's like a card catalog in the library, and it's just yeah. a wall of them. Exactly. So, yeah. like, you know, and then the the there are marble plaques, which are your gravestone, you know, and they that's on the wall, and then your body is stuffed in behind that. I don't know, stuffed in in there behind it. And there's a little place for candles, a little place for flowers, but it's like, you know, you're standing looking at a wall, and there might be hundreds of these of yeah. these slots. Mm-hmm. So the the thing is, you don't buy a slot; you rent it. What? Yeah, you rent it for a certain price per year, and if you you know you presumably some people set up a certain fund for themselves uh-huh. and once that runs out your family is expected to pay and if no sure. one pays your rent on your corpse slot you get <laughs> evicted and just chucked into the trash like how do they handle that i don't know but there was a huge heap of broken marble where they you know they take down the old plaque smash it up put on the new one Oh, that is just just an image of that broken marble. That is dark. Mm. That's rough. And I don't know the religious implications of being tossed out of your grave because you didn't pay yeah. your rent, but I can't imagine that they're good. Yeah, some people really, really honor that, that lifeless hunk of meat. Yes. Oh, gosh, you're making me hungry, Nick. I'm so sorry. It's dinner, it's dinner time. <laughs> But anyway, but that's sort of what that reminds me of, and you know, and 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 for people who believe, for people who are really of the of faith, mm. you know, I can imagine that being a, a quite a scary proposition. Yeah, for people who put that much stock into it, of course you you want to ensure that you your your corpse will be safe, that that your your corporeal body will be safe. It's it's the same thing with what is a Japanese tradition. That's why they have their ancestors enshrined, because if nobody remembers them, they don't mm. exist anymore. I think you're thinking of the movie Coco by Pixar, which mm. is amazing. I, I didn't like it. You. Oh, coming from the guy who still hasn't seen Moana. Come back to our <laughs> other podcast, Prattle Pixar to me, in which Nick and I violently disagree about which movies are good. No, but you're right. There are lots of traditions all across the world. <laughs> no, you're right. I still haven't seen Moana. No, you're right. I have not seen it. You know, there are lots of traditions that where the, the body is treated essentially as important mm. to, to, <laughs> yes. to the afterlife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the the ancient Egyptians. We were talking about Osiris earlier. Same thing. Super same. Super yeah, same. Super same. I do love the uh, the line and as you and as you join the good ship Earth. I think that's such a a yeah. wonderful image of of returning to the dust from And the yeah, and you mingle with the dust, right? And you mingle with yeah. the dust, right? And as you join the good ship Earth and you mingle with the dust. Yeah, that's a good that's a really good line too. And yeah. the the very last thing that I wanna I just want to mention is at the the very last word of you better lick two fingers clean before you shake his hand. He draws out that hand like for a long time. Before you shake his hand. 
And then I, I don't know if you caught it. Underneath everything, he goes, <laughs> like he's like he's cold or something. He's like shaking his face. It's great. Wow, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know why. It 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 it, it could have significance. It could just be that that kind of glimpse at the the singer, like the oi did gave us right. early on. Right. You know, which is could lovely. Kind of bookend. Yeah. Now, Nick, this could be the seltzer water talking, oh. but I Woo. wonder if there is a performative opportunity that was written in to this song. First of all, I want to ask you, have you ever seen Mork and Mindy? Mm, no, I never have. Well, Mork, Mork is the alien, Robin what Robin Williams' first role. Right, okay, he, sure. He drinks anything carbonated, and the way it works with his system is he get it, it makes him drunk. <laughs> so, seltzer water. Yeah. I, feel, I feel that. Go on. <laughs> so, you were saying he draws out the word hand. Yeah. Depending on a how how hard you hit that H, you could make the audience. Oh, you know oh. what, Nick? I just realized how foolish all of that was. It doesn't make any sense at all. Redact, 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 redact. Right. I was thinking, I was thinking, lick his hand, <laughs> as in lick his lick ah. his lick his and clean and uh, right, but it doesn't. That's not the lyric, so. I will do cut my that. best. I'll do my best just to cut, cut that and make it make sense, but I can't. No, make no, any don't promises. just cut out the entire thing. I'll, cut. We'll start the episode over. <laughs> yes. Next week, Omen, we mm. are going to start the first chunk of our bonus tracks. That's right. We are getting out our machetes and weed whacking deep into the the forest of bonus material. That's right. And what the best part about next week is we are doing all three of the instrumental tracks. It is a rare triple header here That's on right. the, on Talk Tell to Me. We've got the War Child Waltz. Delightful. Quartet. Mm-hmm. And Mime Sequence. Oh, actually, for that third of the podcast, we will be podcasting entirely in mime. Yeah. So be sure to put on your 3D earbuds in order to hear us properly. Hear us mime, yeah. 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 My mime accent is really rough, so you got you, you don't laugh, please. Yeah, well, we'll have subtitles, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So, until then, please keep your fingers dirty because all we want from you to assure your glorious afterlife in the Talk Call to Me Beyond is a five-star rating or a positive review. Use... At least two fingers, if not all ten. Depends on how how much of, how good of a typer you are. 
But yeah, <laughs> yeah, use 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 a couple of those fingers to varying degrees of filth, and uh, we'll 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 we look <laughs> we look forward. We look very much look forward to your five star ratings and reviews that we will read on an episode, just like Gardens Reds. Can you can you imagine going to see Thick as a Brick? The, the thick as a brick tour, the original or or passion play, like how? how I just bonkers. feel like it would just be so sad because, like you know, it's all life is all downhill from there, isn't it? <laughs> I it's a it's a wonder. Gardens Reds has not just given up, you know. Right? Maybe we are that spark of life. <laughs> I certainly hope not. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, until next week, I am. Slightly soiledly Omen Said. And I am slightly soberly Nick McGill. <laughs> we are filthily feckless momes. And this truly is Talk Tall to Me. Hi, uh, I, j- oh, I just, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sir. We're, we're, we're closed for the day. It's no, 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 no. I just, I just got to get this paperwork. It just needs, it just needs a, a date st- uh, stamped I, today. All you, you, I, just, I, you just got to stamp know, it. I'm really sorry. It's, it's, it's four oh five. We should have been closed, you know, five minutes ago. I, I, you'll have to come back tomorrow. No, but, I, but I'm the last one in line. You can't. I see you the know, stamp. It's, it's right there. It's, it's right there. It's, I'm, I'm basically off the clock. That would be, that'd be. I'd have to report that, and then you know, going to overtime. It's a whole. Could the you just thing. could you just look over there at, and you, I'll and I'll reach over you, th- there and stamp it? What's 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 that? What are you? Over, over there. Oh, you, this. Oh, that just fell out of my what, my hand. What are, you, are you trying to? Are you are you, suge- are you suggesting that I? What is what is this? It, oh, this isn't. This isn't even money. It just says, "Talk tall to me" as a proud member of the Feckless Moms Audio Network. Stamp your goddamn paper and get out of here. Thanks.